This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 572. Is there a difference between being committed and merely being interested? Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And today we're getting into how you can tell if someone is truly committed or not, including yourself and exactly what to do if you're committed or if you're merely interested. So let's dive in. Some people say that they are committed to do something when really what they mean is that they're interested. And I've done this. You've probably done this as well. You know, someone's asking, well, are you committed to do this thing that you promised yourself or someone else that you do? And, and sometimes we answer, yeah, I'm committed to do that. But, okay, and then the big butt enters the room. And... I I used to have a t-shirt that said, stay in front of your butt, meaning if you're committed to do it, what's behind the butt doesn't matter. So I'll come back right back to that. But here's how you can tell. Okay, you can tell if someone is truly committed, including yourself, by two specific documents, the calendar and the bank account. Now, at the risk of being dramatic, I'm going to ask you a question. What would you give your life for? This is an interesting question. And when I ask this in a a training or a seminar, I get some pretty good answers. I mean, people would give their life for their family or for a cause that they truly believe in. Um, We honor those as heroes who have given their life for our freedom, for our country. So what would you give your life for? Now, as I float that question out there and as you ponder that, I invite you to notice something. Whatever we currently spend our time, our money, and our precious life energy on, we literally are giving our life for. This is it. We are giving it here, now, with whatever we're doing. And it causes you to pause and think for a minute, is this really what I'm willing to give my life for? Because by default, whatever you're currently doing is what you are giving your life for. Now back to the question about are you committed Or are you merely interested? And what do we do about either one? If you're interested, own it. Now, I I run a coaching business. And so I provide coaching services. And I also certify positivity practitioners, which I'm really excited about. In fact, if you want to check that out, go to this URL, go.com positivitypractitioner.com. 
And positivity practitioners, all one word, but put a go dot in front of that because it'll take you to a, a page that describes what we're doing there in that program. And you can get involved in the next training if you're really committed to do that. Now, you might be interested and not committed. That's fine. And I have these conversations all the time because people will reach out to me. Oh, Dr. Paul, I'm really interested in becoming a certified positivity practitioner. And I'm like, great. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if you're interested, that's one thing. If you're committed, that's another. And I can tell if you're going to spend your time and your money on it that you are committed to it. Otherwise, it's just an idea. And that's fine. If you're interested, own it. And don't go saying that you're committed to something when really you're simply interested. Now, this might be anything from a volunteer assignment with your church or synagogue or for the little league ball team or whatever. Okay. If you're committed, it'll show up on your calendar and you'll spend your money on it. If you're interested, just own that. Okay. And it's okay to be interested. It's okay. I think we're in a society where people say, well, I am really committed to do it, but, and then they give all of the reasons that they're not actually committed. So let's jump to a question. And I ask this on a lot of the sales calls that I have. If, if someone is exploring coming into my positivity practitioner certification, for example, if I have this conversation with you someday, it might sound like this. Okay, how committed are you? On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you? Now think about this. Think about what your answer might be. Because most people are going to say, yeah, you guessed it. It's probably up in the eight range, right? It's an eight or a nine. That's very, very typical. If people are under five, they're not going to be having a conversation with you anyway. And you might translate this to whatever your business is. Are you a coach? Are you uh, an entrepreneur? Are you on a team with your company where you have conversations that are important to figure out how committed someone is? So I like this question. How committed are you on a scale of one to 10? Now, one of my coaches, Michelle Villalobos, pointed out to me that a nine is a one in disguise. And I resisted that at first, but think about it. A nine simply means I'm not fully committed. It's a one in disguise. And I said earlier, you know, if you're if you're interested, own that. But if you're committed, you're a 10. If you're committed, if, if you are committed to it, you're going to handle the considerations. Let me tell you a little story that illustrates this. Because years ago, I was attending a personal development training. And the trainer in this in this training was Brett Harward. Uh, go look him up. He wrote a book called The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes. It's a bold title, and it's well-deserved because Brett did such a phenomenal job with that. But he was the main trainer in this um, experience that I was engaged in. And as we were going through the training, part one, it was like a three- or four-day training, I discovered that there's a part two. Now, I didn't know this 
going into part one. And I had to, you know, move a few things on my calendar just to get there for this for this four day training. But I found out there's a part two. And from everything that they were saying about it, including Brett himself, if you like part one, which I did, it was transformational for me. Then you're going to love part two. And so that piqued my interest. And I'm thinking, wow, I am really interested in attending part two. But, okay, now you can see where I'm going. Look, when you, when you have something that you're interested in, your brain is going to give you four reasons why you can't do it. And that's what comes after the but. So for me, it was, well, I'd really, I'd really love to attend it. But, and here were the four reasons my brain gave me. It's my son's 18th birthday during that time of part two. I have 12 clients already scheduled and they pay the bills. I've just been going through a bankruptcy. If you read my book, you'll know what time of my life that was. And I really wanted to be able to buy peanut butter. So I, you know, I didn't think I could cancel 12 clients that were paying me. I had a keynote speech that I was delivering to 40 business leaders here in Utah County during that time. And number four, I had a subpoenaed court appearance to show up in court as the key witness in a child custody case where I was the professional evaluator. So I told, I told my coach in this training, I, I would really love to attend part two, but and I gave those four reasons that my brain gave me. You know, these reasons are excuses if I'm committed or if I'm interested but don't want to own that I'm interested. Okay, so what did I say earlier? If you're interested, own it. I could have told my coach, you know, I'm interested, but I'm not committed. I'm going to do other things instead. Um, but I was kind of playing with this idea and my brain was playing tricks on me it's like i really am committed to do part two but i can't because and then i gave this, those four reasons and my coach i will always appreciate her for this but she asked me a question that helped me to clarify it's very similar to the question i just asked you how committed are you on a scale of one to ten and remember a nine is just a one in disguise she didn't ask it that way. She said, Paul, if this were your mother's funeral, would you attend? And she got me. Okay, because mom's funeral, I'm a 10. Now, thankfully, my mom is alive and well. I went and visited her over the weekend. But she's also in her 80s. And when she asked me that, when my coach asked me, if it were your mother's funeral, would you attend? She was essentially asking me, how committed are you? And anything less than a 10 is a one in disguise. And I decided in that moment that I was committed to attend. Because if it were my mother's funeral, and it's not, you guys, that's just a mental trick, okay? It's a, it's a hack to get to my own level of commitment. And I knew that if it were mom's funeral, which it wasn't, thankfully, but if it were, none of those four reasons would keep me away. None of those four would be up to muster. Okay? I would move those. 
And so I told her, yeah, I'm committed. I will be there. She said, awesome. If you're committed, handle the considerations. Okay, so those four reasons, those four excuses I just gave you now are simply considerations. And if you're committed, handle the considerations. So I did. And I showed up for that training. Now, you might be thinking, well, you can't reschedule your son's 18th birthday. That only happens once. Yes. And because I was committed, I approached my son and I said, look, I'm not available during your birthday this year. And that's not okay with me unless you and I can come up with something together that we both feel is better than what we would have done had I been here. Are you down for that? And his eyes lit up. He's like, yeah, that sounds cool. And so we did a little research and we created a lifetime memory snorkeling in the desert of Utah. Go look up Bonneville Sea Base if you want to see what I'm talking about. Actual marine life that lives in the desert of Utah. Crazy. Lifetime experience. We would not have experienced that had I not handled the considerations. What about those 12 clients? Well, that's not that hard. If your doctor gives you a call and says, hey, I'm unavailable during our appointment, can we reschedule? What do you tell them? The hardest part about that was overcoming my fear of losing the income. And I've since done a lot of work around that too. But that one was handled. Two down, two to go. What am I going to do about a lunch keynote for 40 business leaders that I've already committed to do? You know, I handled that kind of like I handled the thing with my son. I approached the the founder of the event. It was none other than Jeff Alexander, the founder of Alexander's Print Solutions. He had served on the state legislature here in Utah, a very prominent man in our community. And he had invited me to give this keynote. They'd already published the the flyers out to these 40 business leaders that were coming together. And I approached Jeff and I said, look, I am unavailable during that time. And the only reason I feel good about approaching you about this is that I am prepared to provide for you someone to cover that keynote who is better than me. And I believed that that was true. Jeff wasn't so sure. But I called up Brett Harward, the man who was encouraging and facilitating the training, an excellent speaker, by the way, and prominent author, thought leader, um, called up Brett. And I said, I really want to attend uh, part two. I'm committed to it. I'm handling the considerations. Would you be willing to cover that keynote for me? And he graciously accepted that invitation. And I think he, he knocked it out of the park. They, that, they'd probably never invite me back again now that they've heard Brett. Okay, handled. What about number four, a subpoenaed appearance? You know what happens if you ignore a subpoena? The sheriff shows up and takes you down to the county bed and breakfast. You, you have to respond to a subpoena or you will be arrested. So I called the attorney who had subpoenaed me, and I said, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm not available during that date. And by the way, when you're handling your considerations, it's not your job to convince everybody else that your reasons for doing so are legitimate. 
Did you hear what I said? You don't have to convince them that this is a good reason to change your plans. And so you'll notice I, I didn't include that in the wording. I'm not going to tell them all the reasons I'm making this decision. I simply needed to let him know I was unavailable that day. Well, the attorney responded the way I expected him to. He said, well, you've been subpoenaed. You have to come or you'll be arrested. I said, I know. And yet, here we are. And he said, well, uh, I can't change this. We've got four attorneys that are planning to be there and cross-examine you, and you've got your report, and you're the key witness, and I knew all of that already. So he said, if it's going to be rescheduled, you're going to have to handle that with the court. So I called the court. I called the judge. The judge answered, this is his honor speaking. <laughs> it wasn't the judge that answered. It was the judge's clerk. I explained to the clerk, my regrets for not being available on the date of the subpoena. Could we possibly reschedule? The clerk was so gracious and said, of course we can. I will notify the attorneys and we'll get another date on the calendar. Check. Considerations handled. Now, this probably the experience of handling the considerations was more powerful for me than part two of the training. But that's how I got there. So if you're interested, own it. If you're committed, then handle the considerations. Can you use that? Are you committed to your personal development? Thank you for being here at Live On Purpose Radio. Share this episode with someone. Let's go use what we've learned today to live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>